What's going on, guys? Welcome to this week's episode of the Weekly Warrior Podcast. I'm your host of the day, Mr. Corey Mueller. Today, we bring you another very special guest. We've had him on before. He's beautiful. His name's Jared Hamilton. He's an amazing online and in-person coach, and we do what's called a coaching call. Basically, he kicks my ass and tells me what to do. Just kidding. We get into some deep stuff. We talk about some great strategies for travel and eating well and a whole bunch of other fun stuff. So we hope you enjoy this episode. Dude, are we good? Hello, hello. Dude, we're finally fucking good. Fucking A, dude. (laughs) What is good, bro? I missed you. Dude, I missed you too. I was just thinking about that the other day. I was thinking, I am so excited to talk to Jared for a little while because I have not (laughs) spoken with you in a minute and i was really excited about it how's life dude it's fucking gucci man things are awesome blessed as fuck you know everything's good awesome i'm yeah. glad to hear that dude life has been <laughs> it's been so crazy the last i mean like the whole year has been kind of interesting but the last six weeks have been a whirlwind to say the least so um i made the decision to move from Colorado. I told you, I was telling you about it. Mm-hmm. I, I moved out of Colorado back to Michigan. Um, I got a good job offer and I was kind of in a dead end spot where I was at in Colorado, which is really sad. But um, yeah, so like packing up, moving, starting the new job. Um, got a girlfriend now. Me and Connor are dating and awesome. things have been going really well with that. So like, Cause she came with you, went with you, right? No, actually she, so we, we met a couple years ago at the CrossFit gym that we both went to. And then I was too much of a pussy to say anything to her because I had no self-confidence. <laughs> like I had zero self-confidence whatsoever. Um, but then we reconnected like six months, eight months ago through the podcast because we started the weekly warrior and mm-hmm. Um, she's best friends with my best friend and it just kind of went from there. So it just took me, took me a while to build the, uh, the confidence to say anything to her. (laughs) There you go. I, uh, yeah, you told me to start the podcast and I didn't want to, but I'm glad I did because now look, (laughs) dude, I'm telling you, I'm so glad dude. you've got like one of my, one of what I love most about you. Like there's a lot, but like one of the things I think that, that you underestimate about yourself is that you have such immaculate energy about you and you can feel it through the phone like I can't that's why I'm so excited to like actually like meet up um because like you you just got amazing energy about you and your radio voice makes it even better (laughs) so like the because you can feel that so like I think starting a podcast is just like it was it was a no-brainer well I yeah I'm super grateful that you gave me the initial push to even do it so it's all it's all been a really great experience and obviously like things are working out, but um, I can't wait. I have been super, my mind has been super crazy. Um, I've been wanting to sit down and talk to you for a little while about some of this stuff and try to get grounded and try to have a plan moving forward. So that's the point of our conversation. We're going to, I'm going to ask you some questions cause you're, you're the man, you're the master. <laughs> And we're gonna we're gonna figure some things out. How's that sound? I love it, dude. Are you now? Are you putting this on? Are you putting this on the weekly warrior? Dude, or, or... we're recording this for the weekly warrior. Okay. I love it. This so this is the beauty of the weekly warrior is it's it's for everyday people, just kind of like yours is too. Like oh yeah, but dude. like I'm at this point, like I am in a nine to five like desk job, like everybody else in the world pretty much. And I'm figuring out ways to like continue to find that warrior side of myself every day. Um, and that's a challenge. And so I, that's why I wanted to do this with you and be able to give people an idea of what a normal person looks like trying to be better, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, like we, we do these podcasts and we do these things and sometimes we still don't have a idea, have a single clue what we're doing. <laughs> right. So, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to start off with, uh, like, as I, as you know, like with the big life change, um, 
trying to keep things consistent. I weighed in this morning. I have not been consistent with weigh-ins for the last few weeks. I've not been um, eating super well, but, like, also not completely in the tank. Um, I weighed in at 293 today, which is – I've been fluctuating between, like, 294 – between 294 and 287 for, like, the last two months. Um, so I've maintained for the most part. Good. Um, the crazy thing is work has been super easy. When I'm at work – I'm not tempted by like all the donuts and like muffins and all the stuff that like are there, um, which is really interesting for me because um, normally I would be like just sitting there eating all of it. <laughs> <laughs> but my question is, with all of that happening, um, do I need to take a look at my, you know, where I'm at as far as my calorie, my calorie number numbers, my protein numbers, stuff like that. Does it need to reduce because I'm in a less active role at work? Um, just kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so it depends. <clears throat> so how big of a difference is from a work side, um, what you were doing and what you're doing now? Okay. So what I was doing before um, I was doing hospital security, I was walking anywhere from, Probably pretty safe bet between seven and ten thousand steps a day, mm-hmm. um, and throwing motherfuckers up against walls. Right when I had to, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then on top of that, I was working out, you know, three to five times a week doing CrossFit um, and rugby, or just CrossFit. Well, during rugby season, rugby on top of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so now, um, I'm I've the last three weeks because I started three weeks ago. Um, I'm doing anywhere between a, a bad day is like 2000 steps and a good day is like six. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still working out. The workouts have been great. I've been working out almost every day of the week. Good. Um, rugby is still happening, but it's more like a one day a week type thing. You, you thought um, a rugby team up this way? I did. Yeah. yeah. And they, and it's even better. Cause like I, I'm too far away to like go to practice consistently, but they're basically like, keep yourself in shape. We, you've played for, you know, 14 years show up and you'll probably play. And I was like, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's kind of what things are looking like right now. Um, But it's a lot more sitting. It's a lot more um, being sedentary. So yeah, Annie, Annie thinks somebody's here. So. But, yeah, so that's kind of what things look like right now. Okay. Now, what's – so as far as um, workouts right now, so you're hit – how what, are you are you doing, like, CrossFit-style workouts? Or are you doing just normal strength training? Or what kind of workouts are you doing right now? So I'm doing a little bit of both. Uh, the space that I'm working out in is pretty nice. Um, I have access to, like, a basketball court. So what I've been doing is – a strength portion of a workout. So like today, uh, today for is a good example. So we did heavy back squats, um, like a 20 minute. I did like six sets of heavy, like one to three reps. Mm-hmm. Um, and then did like, I guess you could call it a CrossFit style Metcon. So it was 12 minutes and then it was, um, like five or six different movements as many times as you could do them in six minutes type thing. Okay. Um, most days look pretty much like that. I'm trying to keep my workouts between 30 and 45 minutes. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of, it's a mix of everything really. I'm doing some cardio. I'm doing strength. Strength training is happening every day. Um, cardio is mixed in and out, but there's always like within the workout, there's always, I mean, my heart rate is high. <laughs> right, right. So. I got it. Uh, what you might do, I mean, it's hard telling. I mean, there's there's a couple of ways we can go about it. But at the end of the day, it's a matter of testing um, and seeing what your progress does. I know it's not a very sexy answer. but No, I mean, yeah. I mean, just based on, like, that data, I mean, I might drop up your calories just a little bit, like maybe 300 a day, 250, 200 a day, something in that. Nothing extreme. But then at the end of the day, it's a matter of what your progress is doing. So I would like keep on all your metrics, like your daily weigh-ins, your measurements, your pictures, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. 
and consistent with either the same calorie number to see if you can get away with eating more or, um, or just drop it. And then, and then it's welcome to the chess game. I mean, then that's where it's right. where it's at to see like, and if you're like gaining, then obviously it's still, if your, your activity's not quite what it was, um, yep. but you may, but I'm guessing you'll probably be around maintenance, if not losing just at a little bit slower pace. So I did a in-body scan. Okay. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with those. Oh, yeah. Um, my BMR, my basal metabolic rate, uh, which is the amount of calories that I would burn if I laid on the couch all day. Yep. Just keep was, going. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, basically it was at like 2,300. Mm-hmm. Um, my goal has been, and this has been since January, uh, has been 2,200 a day or less. Um, that's felt like a pretty comfortable spot. The thing about it is the last month and a half I've gained because I know that there have been points where I'm in a surplus for multiple days in a row. Um, and my weigh-ins have been super off. Like, you know, when I was like, I was in the zone, I was weighing in every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, like my, my, uh, my intake was on point pretty much every day. Um, do you think I should just stay at that level and keep and just and get back into like a routine and feel it out? So I would I would say especially if things are all sporadic, it's really hard to tell where things are at because of just that sporadic sporadicness. I would get into like your routine and rituals, if you will. Yeah. And then then base any decisions off of what that's doing. Because if like right now, just because of things being crazy, like some days you're in a deficit, some days you're in the maintenance, some days you're in a surplus, some days you're stressed as fuck, some days you work out, some days you don't. Like with everything being kind of chaotic, it's going to be really hard to dial in where things should be at. Yeah. Um, versus if, if you can get into like a routine, like, okay, I'm going to, here's my numbers I'm hitting, here's my, my workout routine I'm going to hit consistently and that kind of stuff. Now that you're like moved in and shit, I would say that would be your best bet because even with the in body scan, even it telling you your, what your BMR is, that's still to a level and estimate. It's not yes. necessarily perfect because ideally, like let's say your in-body scan says your BMR is 2,300. But so then theoretically you could eat 2,300, then your workouts would drop you into a deficit. Sure. So, um, but that's the thing at the end of the day, it's a matter of what your results are saying. Because if you're like, no dude, I eat 2,000 and I'm gaining weight, like something's off. Because right. Because, like, the results don't care what data says. The results don't care what, what's going yeah. on. They're the results. So For sure. Um, so I would but, – but, like I said, if things are kind of, like, all the over the fucking place in terms of just what your day-to-day looks like just because of life and moving and craziness, then I would just kind of get settled into a, a somewhat of a routine yeah. and then go from there. Pretty much the only thing that's been consistent is I've been hitting three to five workouts a week – and actually, more often than not in the last, I'd say, let's call it the last 30 days, um, I've been doing closer to four to five workouts a week. Okay. Because um, I'm finding that working out is, um, getting into the gym is like one of the only places I feel like I know what I'm doing at the moment. Sure. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm in control of something. I feel like that's kind of a safe place for me to go. So that's mm-hmm. been almost necessary for me to go and do that um big the good news is is food hasn't really been too big of an issue like when i am overeating i'm super aware of it um like uh we just went to a concert in colorado um we were hanging out with some friends we had pizza but i was super aware like i ate three pieces of pizza and then i ate a shit ton of salad and i didn't have any more pizza you know what i mean um because like it would have been really easy to you know eat the entire pizza or half the pizza or whatever. And it's so much fun. So I totally can get that. Yeah. But so like, even when I'm doing real life things, I am still really mindful of, of what's happening. And actually being at work, food is super easy. I bring food every day. Like we, you talked about on your live call the other day in the tribe prepping for the next day. I've done that every single night. Good, man. Um, and, yeah. that, and that makes it like an automatic, automatic decision. Even if there's like, something I might want in the cafeteria line. Like it's, I, I have my own thing. I don't care what's there. I'm eating my own thing. Right. Um, so that's been a really positive thing is the gym and my food at work has been excellent. Um, 
So that sounds good. Yeah, I'm going to stick with kind of what I've been doing because obviously it's been working. I just haven't been exactly as disciplined as I need to be the last, let's call it the last 45 days. Um, so I'll stick with it and we'll see where we go. Well, and here's the other thing I want to say too, man, is that, um, and like I said, one of the other things that you do really well that a lot of people struggle with is that there's nothing wrong with taking the foot off the gas a little bit and still doing what you can during seasons of life of craziness. Like it sounds like what the past like month and a half has been for you, like with moving yes, and absolutely. all this stuff. Cause a lot of people treat this game of fitness and health and fat loss and all this stuff. They treat it like an on off switch right. versus, or, or I mean, versus like a, like what I call like a dimmer switch. It's, yeah. You don't have to have the, have it be on and being training six days a week, eating your calories, being perfect versus there's nothing wrong with dialing that dimmer back where you're still making progress. It should may not be as fast, but, but, but you, what you're doing is you're setting in life, life changes where, where it's still not going in the wrong direction. The fact that you can like people underestimate how big maintenance is mm -hmm. like even like everyone acts like they have to be progressing week to week to week to week to week to week to week versus if you could, even if someone like hits a massive plateau and they don't regress and they stay the exact same for three, four, five months, like that's still huge. That's like, I mean, imagine if you get, if you like find the winning lottery ticket, most people who find the winning lottery ticket are broke a year later versus if you can maintain that level of success, like right. let's say financially, that's still huge. If I could get a haircut once and have a dope haircut forever, I would be ecstatic, <laughs> right? you know, or if I didn't have to mow my lawn every week, like that would be, it'd be awesome. But there's something to be said about maintenance of success because I've said it a million times before. I know a lot of people who used to be lean, fit and healthy than who are lean, fit and healthy because they can't keep their success versus it's so powerful. Even if you can go in maintenance mode, I mean, I mean, it's, it's just like throwing the cruise control on and it's, it's super important to be able to do. Right. And I guess that makes sense. Cause I have put a lot of pressure on myself over, I mean, since I started all of this really in January um, to constantly be making betterment improvement, you know, all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and like right now life is crazy. And right now, like, uh, dude, like, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain all of the wild things that are happening in the last 45 days. So I bet, man. that's a good, that's a good point. And I need to, I think I need to be more mindful of, of some of that stuff. So that's, that's good for me to hear that. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, in, in the, like the fact that like, and didn't back before like old Corey, like wouldn't old Corey have just, um, if you want to talk about massive improvement, if I'm not mistaken, old Corey would have thrown the, thrown in the towel and gained all his weight back. Oh yeah. You know, versus like, just think about the mental growth you have on just like being able to be going to maintenance mode and handling crazy life because life gets crazy. Shoot, dude, last, the last two weeks of my life have been some of the craziest in my schedule. Shoot. I didn't fucking text you back for like a week. And I felt, <laughs> I'm so sorry, dude. It's okay. <laughs> um, like the past like two weeks in my stuff have been fucking crazy. And like, and I know in the past couple of weeks, I haven't made crazy progress in my own stuff, but it's okay. Like just because usually big crazy things in life means you're moving forward in other areas. Yeah. So the fact that you can keep your maintenance of like fitness stuff up is huge And considering old Corey would have given the fuck up. That's I think a massive win. Yeah, for sure. No, that's, that's very true. That's very true. I, I don't think about that stuff enough, but that's definitely very true. Um, next question. And this one just popped into my head. Okay. So this is something where people who travel struggle with all the time. So I'm about to spend the next, well, inadvert. I'm going to be like five weeks in a hotel on and off. So it'll be like a week, not in a hotel, a week in a hotel, a week, not in a hotel, a week in a hotel for work training. Yeah. Um, what do you think? a good strategy for continuing to make progress during that time would be? Oh, that's an amazing question. So um, first thing would be, would be like knowing what's in your control and what's not in your control. And yes. anything that's not in your control, let the fuck go. <laughs> like a lot of people, this is where they get really hung up because 
there, there are certain things that are obviously outside of your control. Things like the style of the type of gym you'll have at your disposal, the type of like, cause it's for work. Are you even going to have time to go to the gym and things like that? Like there's, there's a lot of stuff and facets outside of what you're doing, but you know, like if your boss makes you, you all go out to eat at whatever restaurant or that kind of stuff, there's a lot that is outside your control, but you are still have an enormous amount of stuff in your control. Things like, I don't care how horrible of restaurant your boss would take you to, you still control what you put in your mouth. You sure. still have control over what from, you may have these eight items on the menu you can order, but you can at least pick off those eight items. Like there's right. like realizing you still have control. That, so I think that, it's, that's kind of what I was, the way I was looking at it too. Um, I was, I already researched the type of gym that's going to be in the hotel that I'm staying in. Um, it's got dumbbells. It's, I think it had like a barbell maybe, <laughs> um, and some like cardio machines. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, so we get like money stipends. So right. I can go and eat whatever I want, wherever okay. I want. Um, so I just have to find the best option. I've already been, I've been thinking about this quite a bit. I just wanted to see if you had some like helpful tips because yeah, like, sure. that's a huge thing for people is like going on, on the road for business. It's like, how do you stay in touch with your fitness goals while you're on the road? Cause most people, you know, you're out and about and it's like, fuck it. I'm just going to eat whatever, drink whatever, sure. not sleep work all day type thing mm-hmm. um but yeah that i if there's anything else that would be i i'd be more than happy to hear it and put it yeah. into practice oh 100 man well and that's that's the thing so the fact that you have like like that like a money stipend and you can do whatever you want that's yeah that's dope. now uh if you can get like a schedule like uh well actually do you know what kind of hotel you're in like do you have like a microwave at your disposal or a fridge or i believe you- yeah i've got a mini fridge a microwave some of the weeks i know i'm gonna have like a little mini kitchen oh but cool. i don't know exactly when that's gonna be and when that's not gonna be so in that situation you can 100 i would go to the grocery store sweet like for like it's i mean I mean, it's sure if you're, if you're, if you want to go out to dinner with like your coworkers or whatever, like go for it. But like, if you're really wanting to keep on stuff and makes progress while you're gone, like, cause that's the one thing. A lot of times if you're on a crazy uh, vacation or a crazy work venture of some sort, there's nothing wrong going maintenance mode for the five weeks or however long, because in the grand scheme of things, what's five weeks in the course of 52 weeks, you know, True. if, if you go in, if you're wanting to make progress and strides while you're gone and you can, and the best thing ever, if you can go to the grocery store to get your food, go to the grocery store, yep. to get your food, because now okay. it's just like you're at home. Whereas, um, or even like, let's say you don't have a full kitchen. There is a plethora of microwave and mini fridge items. You can, you can get things like, um, you can stock your mini fridge full of pre-cooked chicken, Greek yogurt, cottage cheese, like all that kind of stuff. They make microwave potatoes, microwave rice, microwave everything. Then you've got like, yeah. your raw fruits, your raw vegetables, like protein bars, protein shakes, boiled yep. eggs. You've got all that that stuff like at your fingertips, which which makes it um, super easy in terms of pre- preparing for that. And then from the workout side, a lot of it has to do with kind of because I know the goal, the point of your trip is training. So that's first and foremost from work. But if you've got fucking 30, 40 minutes, just go down to your hotel gym. Count a 30 minute right. workout. Like just get down there, do something. Even if like, because I would even argue like, even if you have five minutes, like, yeah, if, yep. if someone that, like that's listening thinks they don't have time to work out, go take a towel. And flap it like there's a spider on it for five minutes. And, <laughs> like snap it like a, you know how like, like, or like a beach towel, like you've had sand on it, how you kind of whip it to get all the sand out. Do that yes. for five minutes. And I promise you'll be drenching in sweat and your core will be going to say your, your arm will be sore. <laughs> yeah. Like for real. I mean, shoot. If you don't think, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's the thing is th- that's two of the biggest things that you can control is what goes in your mouth into a level of the movement you're having. Cause like, mm-hmm. I mean, even if it's just 30 minutes, nonetheless, you being disciplined enough to go down to the gym and hit it even just a couple days a week 
keeps your yeah. momentum going from a discipline side. Even if you're not going to make massive strides, you're still checking the discipline checkbox where you're like, I'm not being reactive to my life. I'm being responsive to my life where a lot of people don't realize that because the kind the same kind of concept, I'm not a fan of waiting until the timing's perfect or just getting started now and not Monday and, and that kind of stuff. Because the better as people we get it having a, a complicated situation in front of us and saying, I'm going to do what I know is right, regardless of the difficulty, it's going right. to serve you very much so. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think that I'm going to for sure have time to, to hit the gym. Cause I think the training schedule is only seven or eight hours a day. Um, I'm not even going down there with any coworkers. I'm going down there by myself. It's going to be me and a bunch of strangers. So nice. make friends. <laughs> yeah. Make friends, go to the gym, see if anyone wants to go to the gym with me. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Uh, Perfect. But, but like, I think, I mean, like at the end of the day, most people like I get, I get that DM a lot. People are like, dude, I have no idea like how the, what, I'm going on this trip or my work training and I have no idea how to, to, to manage my stuff. And first and foremost is realize you are in way more control than you think. Whereas yeah, for sure. most people in that scenario go re they, they aren't responsive. They're reactive where they just go, Oh, I don't have time. And then they take the fuck it pill and self-sabotage for five weeks. And trust me, if you have five weeks of self-sabotage, you can undo a year's worth of progress. Yeah, definitely. Like if that's, that's like you can maybe not, I'm sorry, that may be exaggerating a little bit, but you can, you can do damage. Like yeah. there's one, like a, a weekend, a week, a couple of days. But if you're like in sat, if you're in, if you're in the zone where you're like, Nope, I have five weeks to go all out and eat as many calories as I can put down and be as lazy as fuck. You can do some damage, but in the same fashion, if you're on it, I mean, I know progress takes a, a while, but you'd be shocked at the amount of momentum you can get in five weeks moving yeah, forward. For sure. And just like being disciplined enough to actually go and do something rather than like sitting in the hotel room, watching TV, you know what I mean? Like bring a book, go to the gym, eat well, like do the training and that's golden. That's a golden week right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, and because it's, it's one of those things where you don't have to be, uh, I mean, you don't have to eat, sleep and breathe fitness and fat loss the whole time either. If you're out of town and you want to like, oh, there's the, the somehow like Gordon Ramsay's signature burger joint is right <laughs> down the road. Like, go get you some like it. But it doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing. Just like like anything else is it doesn't have to be <clears throat> only work and nothing else. It doesn't have to be all work out and nothing else. Sure. There's there's such a balance that can be had, but it's a yeah. matter of making the decision. And that's the thing. It's crazy what aligns itself once you make a decision. Like there's like the science behind it, behind it and everything, but like Dude, it's magical absolutely. when you make it, when you truly make a decision, it is unreal what, what happens and happens to magically line up. Now there's like this whole science. There's a guy I've been studying a lot lately. Uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about it a lot, but like when you truly make a decision, it's almost magical what lines itself up for you. Dude, I absolutely, I, feel that on a spiritual level because that's been that's been my life the last nine months or so so i completely i completely feel that mm -hmm. um that i mean my next question was going to be talking about like eating well on the go um which because in my new job i'm in the car a lot we're traveling from here and there um and that pretty much i mean what i've been doing is like packing snacks and um, bringing my own meals and that like, even like what you just said answers a lot of those yeah. questions too. Well, so even if you're, even if you're in that case, here's what he, it, it, this is one of my hacks for, um, uh, I, I mentioned this just, uh, in yesterday's, uh, tribe life was mm -hmm. it, we all have the same five to 10 restaurants we hit. Like you may be, a Oh Wendy's, yeah. You may yeah. Be a Wendy's guy. I may be a Taco Bell guy. Uh, yep. you may be a whatever we all, especially if it's in like your city, like you'll have like your core seven restaurants you'll go to, but even yes. like we all can name off the top five to 10 fast food chain joints that you will probably run into on the road because that's what normal people do. And right. if you already did a little bit of homework, that's like the concept of just having a little bit of preparation goes strides and miles when it comes to executing. Whereas if you, have like let's say the restaurant thing if you know you're on the road a lot and you know you're going to smash some drive-thrus just because 
we're normal humans and speed is currency, whereas right. that's going to happen. Um, the one of the best things to do is have a quick list menu for every restaurant that like mm. you go to, because what happens is keyboard assholes are, will, would say something like, Oh, well you can't do that for all 300 restaurants, but like, you know, your top five, like, very right. rarely, I could tell you the fast food joints I would never hit just because I don't like them, but I could give right. you the top five that I will go to in a heartbeat. Like, and- your boy loves Wendy's, your boy loves Taco <laughs> Bell, um, your boy loves some Chick-fil-A, like, but I very rarely would ever stop at making McDonald's, um, a Hardee's, like, like, it's, like, I could tell you that about me right now, but, like, for some reason, I mean, and I'm the fitness guy, I fucking love Taco Bell, like, yeah. legit. Your boy could put away so many quesaritos. It's not even <laughs> but, but I also know a beef quesarito is 640 calories. So, yeah. which means I can account for it. And it and it's, you're very aware of how much the thing that you like is. Yeah, and and, yeah. and the thing is, like, because uh, you can go to any restaurant and order your stereotypical grilled chicken sandwich or grilled chicken salad. But if you do a little bit of homework, you'll find some delicious things that are lower calorie and higher protein like um you'd be shocked at what certain restaurants like let's say breaded chicken tenders like you're like 30 grams of protein 300 calories like totally doable but the only way to know that is have a pinch of awareness and do some homework so hit your top five that's one of my favorite things to do is your top five go-to restaurants you know you're probably going to smash on your five-hour car ride and um and have a have a cheat sheet ready to go that way you don't have the awkward the moment at the at the drive through window going oh I don't know what to get give me a Big just, Mac with double was, quadruple bullshit and yep give me a baconator with large fries <laughs> don't get me wrong because your boy loves smashing baconators but dude same <laughs> but I also know baconators are like one of the most high calorie yep. greasy motherfuckers you could put down versus that's, that's like eating your whole daily intake yeah. in a day <laughs> or so in give, one to meal. give you an example because um if i'm out and about in a time crunch it's not strange for me to hit wendy's so instead of a baconator um one of my wendy's go-to like to show you i practice what i preach um, my, yep. my go-to wendy's choice is uh two grilled chicken wraps fuckers Ooh. are filling they're satisfying and they're okay. relatively low calorie with a decent amount of protein. I was going to say, what are the, what are the macros on those bad boys? Uh, it's been a minute since I've had those, but you're looking, I mean, it's still, I want to say around three, 250, 300 calories a piece. Um, and it's just a big piece of grilled chicken breast in there. So you're probably looking at 20 to 30 grams of protein, which considering an on the go, whatever, that's not that bad. That's, yeah. That's awesome. Totally doable. Um, it's something around there. It's like I said, it's been a minute since I've gotten one, but Right. Um, But having a little bit of homework done saves everything because a lot of, in my opinion, being successful with this fat loss stuff is massive amounts of self-awareness. Yes. I mean, if you know, if you know you're more inclined to say, fuck it, then you make the scenario appropriate where you don't say, fuck it, where you have a plan. If you know, like, if if you know, you're going to go to work, go home and chances are once you're home, you're not going to go to the gym you know yourself well enough. You need to take your clothes with you to the, to work so you can change and go straight to the gym. It's just yes. tricks like that. It's just honestly having massive amounts of self-awareness is, yep. is an asset. That's definitely why I go to the gym in the morning. Cause I know I'm not going to probably go in the afternoon. Yeah. Like 9.5 times out of 10, I'm, I'm not going to go in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So um, the, the travel tips with the fast food, like picking your, your go-tos for the fast food restaurants. That's really good advice. Actually. I'm going to definitely implement that because like I said, I'm in the car a decent amount, um, for work. So that's huge actually. And I never even thought about that. There there's an app. So, um, when I track my calories and my food, I just use my fitness pal cause it has a math yep. food database and the barcode yes. scanner. Cause I'm a lazy bastard. But oh, yeah. when it comes to fast food and then I'll just usually plug this information into my fitness pal, um, one of my, my dude ran beer. Um, he helps coach me on it and he's out at San Jose barbell, a little bit of a plug in. He, uh, he turned mm-hmm. me onto this app, the app called nutrition X it's green. It's in the app store. It's free, all that good stuff. When it comes to finding fast food options quickly, it is mm-hmm. golden. Awesome. It's called nutrition X. Um, basically you go in and you just like, uh, actually let me pull it up cause I'm lazy. Um, yeah, it's called Nutritionix. And what happens is you hit the just there's a big 
the big green track button, but then there's a button at the top that you click on. It says restaurants and it has every restaurant like under the sun and you just type in the restaurant. So if you type in Taco Bell, Oh, it it's li- got like the whole menu. It has a calorie on the right side of the screen. So you just scroll and find the range you're looking for. And it shows everything right there. Super speedy. Sweet. That's not, it's called nutrition X. Yep. Nutrition. Awesome. IX. Awesome. Yeah, I'm. I'll take a look into that because that'll be really helpful too. Um, next question, which this might be a silly question, but um, I'm wondering how much is too much. So, like, when it comes to working out, if I'm working out five or six days a week because I feel like I need that, is that too much, or is it just kind of how my body feels and? feel it out well uh paint me a little more of a picture on what you mean by need that like mentally it makes you feel good and it like is your outlet or like you feel like you will not progress unless you hit your six days a week because you got to do as much as fucking possible i think right now it's more of a stress reliever than anything um i do i have had many moments where it's like if i don't work out such and such amount of times a week then i'm not going to continue to make progress because that's one of my biggest fears and I'm trying not to be fear driven. My, my, one of my biggest fears is um, to regress and to become what I was when I started type thing. Um, that scares the shit out of me. So, like, I'm constantly thinking, you know, how much do I need to do to make sure that never happens again type thing. Right. Well, one thing I'm I will say this, and this is something. This is me talking to myself as well, because um, one thing that has been has been brought to my attention because I've been doing some serious like soul searching kind of stuff and really digging into the way that I na- like my baseline natural emotions are and what my what and think about what I think about and like a lot of subconscious stuff uh, with just some of the studies I've been ha- doing lately. And one of the things that I realize is that from my own childhood bullshit. Um, my, I'm very much naturally a base. Uh, I, I drive off of fear, worry, and doubt. And this yes. is why, because you said that this is why I'm saying this to you is you got to be careful. And this was, like I said, I've been studying this guy. He's changed the way I view life. Like his name's Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's fucking mm-hmm. phenomenal. Um, he, he, and it was really his work that brought this up to me. Um, that when you base your life and live off of fear, that is, uh, based off survival right if you want to think from like a biological standpoint that when you live in fear that is um you're working out of the survival part of your brain so if you like if and when you're in working out of survival mode you're either gonna run fight or hide but yes the problem is when you're in run fight or hide your heart is not open to being present your heart and mind is not open to growing and expanding and learning and being happy because you're in survival mode so that's just one thing I, I would be careful of with when, cause I didn't realize that until he said, it, and I'm like, Holy fuck, my, it makes so much sense now. Cause a lot of my conditioning from my childhood is driven out of fear, worry, and doubt, which when you focus on it, when you have a familiar past, it creates a predictable future because then we become addicted to those emotions. So be really careful with living in a fearful place. And I say that to myself, cause these are just realizations I've had recently. Yeah, Definitely. So base, I mean, with that in mind, cause I don't necessarily feel like, um, I'm operating too much out of fear, but I do fear like regressing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so like when I say, you know, I feel motivated to work five or six days a week on something fitness, right? Like, cause I feel like if I'm not working on it, then I'm not making progress. Um, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. so, like what, what would you what would you say to something like that? So, I mean, it just depends because a lot of it, like I said, comes from the intention of why you're doing it. Like, um, for example, um, we all know consistency with anything is what causes change. So if you do, Corey, you could lift three days a week and over the course of the year, you would have a transformation just lifting three days a week. So right. um, it's one of those things, whereas if you're lifting six days a week because you just that's your outlet and it's a way for you to be consistent and it's good for your mental health and it's good for obviously your physical health, then like, I would say if that's fine, but if you're doing it because you're like, 
because you think you have to to see results, I would be concerned mm. with that. Uh, okay. Because, like I said, you could you could kill it if you killed three days a week for the next year, you would you would see change. Uh, sure. But it, it was like I had one of my online coaching girls uh, message me today, and she's following my program and all this stuff. And she, she's like, Hey Jared, uh, I, should I run every day? Cause I, I feel like I should, I, I just kind of, I've been doing this couch to 5k app and I just want to know if I should run. And she's like, it's kind of fun. And I said, well, it depends. Are you running every day because you legitimately enjoy it or you have the goal of doing a 5k or is it because I have to lose fat and work as hard as humanly possible? And it was, and if it's more on the ladder, that's where the problem is. Mm. You see the difference? Okay. Yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a ton of sense. Um, yeah. I think that for me right now, it's a huge outlet. Mm-hmm. But I'm also really mindful of the importance of, like, rest. Taking yeah. rest and making sure that I'm letting my body recharge and heal and whatever. Because I am having – I am hitting, like, PRs with a lot of different lifts right Have now, which boy. is great. Which, yeah, like, it's super cool. I haven't, I haven't PR'd stuff in years because, like – I was lifting heavy and getting hurt in the attempt. So I just like gave it up pretty much. Um, and now I'm at a point where I'm not getting hurt. My body feels healthy. I'm hit. I'm starting to lift more heavy weights again. And it's, it's becoming addicting again. <laughs> nice. Um, so like, I guess it's more of a, it, it really is an outlet. It really makes me feel good. Like I go to work, I go to, I go do my workout. I go to work, I come home. And I can I focus on nutrition throughout the day, and it helps me be really mindful and present like throughout the day. So, um, but the bit like operating out of a a place of fear that totally makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you just got to be careful with it. Like, and it's uh, one of my mentors. He had a I'm in a group of his, and in one of our calls, he was about like what are your baseline emotions, not what you want, like you know, like, let's say abundance, prosperity, and happiness. Like, what are your baseline emotions that you go to automatically and subconsciously? And mine are, I, I've, I've, un, un, I would, I've found out our fear, like fear, worry, and doubt. Um, right. And I've been like really trying to dig deep on like why I think the way I do. And like a lot of this really deep psychological stuff. And I'm finding out all sorts of stuff about myself, which is uh, massive in growth. And now that it's like when you, if you have, let's say a pattern, and you just feel like you're trapped in the pattern, that's a problem. But if you know you have a pattern, now you're on the outside of it. You see what I mean? I was going to say, Which awareness. Is, uh, once you have awareness, everything falls into place. Yeah, dude. So, um, But it's just a thing because I know it's something I have to be careful for, operating in a place of worry and doubt. That's why as soon as you said that, I'm like, ooh, we need to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, that's really good insight. And that's that's awesome that you're in a place now where you can look at some of that stuff and say, okay, this is a thing. And this is how I'm going to overcome yeah. the thing. Like, oh, oh, this isn't this isn't me. This is the programming. This isn't me. Yes, this is the programming. Yeah, happen to, you know, it's it's one of those things, man. It's it's crazy. You're rewiring and making new programming because now you know that there's a problem. Yeah, well, and dude, this is also why people. I mean, we're getting really deep here, but this is also why people will literally struggle with the same issues their entire life and be the same person because what happens? It's it's fascinating because just like a drug addict is addicted to let's say their drug of choice, let's say uh, they need their fix on, let's say heroin, but we become addicted to our emotions. So let's say for some reason, let's say your old job, let's say around 10 a.m. you were in traffic uh, on the way to work, or let's say like 8 a.m. you were on your way to work in traffic getting pissed off because people are stupid on the road. (laughs) But now let's say your current job, you don't go into work till noon. But all of a sudden you start to get anger around 8 a.m. Because right. your body becomes our bodies become addicted to emotions. So what happens it's is it's programmed, yeah, yeah. So what happens is if you've been normally getting angry and bitter at 8 a.m. every morning because you were normally in traffic, what happens is your body 8 a.m. rolls around, but you're not in traffic now because you're you know in Michigan and you don't go into the office till later, let's say, your body yeah. is gonna be like, We gotta get our fix. So now it will bring up something. Totally not related to make you, it may bring up a childhood memory or your girlfriend that pissed you off or, um, the dude that, that cussed at you in the, in the grocery store the other day or whatever to fix, get that emotional fix because 
most of us wake up living and experiencing the same emotions from the past, which creates a predictable future. And we never truly live in the present. Sure. Yeah, that's, you're absolutely right. And I think that, like you said, it's a battle that everybody fights. Some people just don't even know that they're fighting it. Yeah. So they can't win. They're part of the <laughs> they programming. They can't win because they don't not, know. They're not outside of the programming. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at, like, we've pretty much nailed everything. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to recap really quick. So we talked about my intake and staying the course with it a little bit and getting more into a routine and seeing how things go then before, before. Yeah. And then adjusting rather than making changes because like shit's been hectic and nothing has really changed per se. Um, so stay the course, um, talked about traveling, eating on the go and how to do, how to be a little bit better with that. And we talked about a, like, being more active in a more sedentary workplace um, and how much is too much when we went into some good detail on that. So I, I feel really good about that. I feel good about having good direction to continue going in. And you're right. This is a long game. This isn't short game. This is long game. Um, and I need to remind myself of that. Dude, Cause when you're, when you're, when you're like 85 looking sexy and wrinkly as fuck, <laughs> You're not going to care whether it took you three months extra back on August fucking 19th, 2019. Right. It's, it's not even going to be a thing versus what you're going to care about when you're, when you're, you know, 85 wrinkly and sexy as fuck thinking that like you enjoyed the ride. Cause that's what it's right. about is most people along those lines of that emotional addiction, um, people delay their happiness and gratitude till they get versus the sooner you can, start implementing that like the 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 phrase oh you got to enjoy the journey it's true but it's overplayed no one understands it like anything else yeah versus yes it's so important to enjoy the journey no matter what you're doing like whether like in my case with business and what the, the massive you know planet denting goals i have that aren't here yet but I, I can't wait till I'm a billionaire and have changed the fucking world d- before I experience gratitude and, right. and fulfillment. I, you know, I got to learn to do that now when I get a DM of somebody saying, Jared, the way you talk about food relationships made my whole life change. Like I ha- I, I'm learning to, with small things like that to really find joy and happiness before I reach these monument goals I have. The same thing with you with this. It's you don't want to wait till you're there to be happy about it because we're all sure. programmed to become dissatisfied with what we have versus dude. You're absolutely right. Ver- yeah. yeah. I mean, versus if you're, if you learn to find happiness, gratitude and fulfillment now, yep. you're here's the other thing too, getting really deep into this emotion stuff. The, the act of gratitude leaves the emotional signature on your brain of having received something. Because when you say, thank you, if you say, Hey Jared, thanks for the beer. It's because I gave you a beer. Now you receive something. So if you, this is why gratitude is so important and why I'm getting ready to have it tattooed on me. <laughs> um, and it's because the literally the emotional signature on your brain of gra- gratitude is having received something. But if you haven't received it, but you're thankful for it, it sets you up so much in the future for receiving everything you could ever want, whether that's fat, fat loss success, business success, or relationship success, and just overall happiness. It's crazy. Yeah, you're absolutely right, dude. I love it. (laughs) This is exactly what I needed to remind myself of where I am, where I was, where I've come from, and why I should be grateful for where I'm at right now and where I want to go. Yeah, dude. I love it, man. You're fucking, you're, it's been so, and I know you don't see it like I do because you're in the middle of it and I'm outside of it, but your growth, everything physically to, especially more than anything, your mental game and where you're at, used to being where you're at and all this crazy Mm -hmm. shit. It's, I'm so proud of you, dude. I love you to pieces. You're, you're, you're I awesome. appreciate that. That's, you're going to make me cry, dude. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that right now. I'm not going to do it, damn it. <laughs> yeah, damn it. <laughs> but no, I appreciate that. And it's, I'm super, I'm super thankful for you being there along the way and all the people in the tribe, especially. I'm going to give a shout out to the whole tribe right now because I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I'm at without that, without that group of people. So, um, it, it's been huge for, for my, for my growth, but having you and, and all of them 
along the way. So I love it, man. I can't. I'm dude. I'm stoked for whenever we're gonna do this meetup. Like I can't wait. We're, I know we're I, gonna do it. I, I know. Like keep in mind though. Like I tell everybody, I I, I promise I'm not like I okay. For some reason, everyone on social media thinks I'm like six two, two hundred sixty pounds of. <laughs> Twisted steel and sex appeal, where I'm like <laughs> a whopping five six. Dude, we're gonna do a picture next to each other, <laughs> and we can post it. You can you can post it on your social media. We'll it. post it in the tribe. Like, hey, this is what this is what Jared looks like, and this is what I look like. <laughs> Dude, people literally like that. Like, have fought, like if someone fought, has followed me online for a while, and you know whatever and then they so, like see me in person because i've had that like i i'll like, go on a business trip and i'll run into somebody that follows me and they're like bro and like we have that moment which is just fucking yep. mesmerizing mesmerizing to me and like beyond grateful for that but like everyone says oh dude you're so much shorter than what i thought you were gonna be it's because you carry yourself with confidence and all in all honesty that's like you're bigger than your body which is I mean, that's the goal is always be bigger than yourself. Yeah. I mean, it, it, so it doesn't help that. Okay. Cause I'm five, six, like on a good day, I'm five fucking six. <laughs> but here's the thing. The little bit of height I am of five, six, it's all torso. My inseam is 25 inches. I'm not shitting you. <laughs> that's why your, your, your back squats probably super high. You got little, them little right? legs. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm, it's, yeah, like when it comes, ideally I should be able to, to squat like a fucking house and my dudes my dudes at san jose barbell are helping me with that my, my coach is over there but like or like when i'm training and grappling like with jujitsu and stuff like i'm all right uh-huh. i'm like a foot above the ground so like at least i've got a sturdy Dude. base yeah i was gonna say you're the worst like when i play rugby you're the worst person to go <laughs> against because you're like a little bowling ball yeah dude like i'll will i'll be rolling because yeah, for people that don't know, like that's that's my outlet and my little hobby is I train Brazilian Jiu Jitsu about three days a week, uh, and whatnot. But uh, but like when we're because you know how you ever see grapplers or wrestlers come out into a match, they're already crouching. Well, like yes. me standing up tall is fucking crouching. Like, I was gonna say yeah, exactly. <laughs> let alone when I'm like crouching down, and get ready to play with takedowns and shit. Like it's yep. it's fun. But right yeah. off the ground, shooting into the legs. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yep. Absolutely. All right, dude. I got to get ready for bed because I got to go to work tomorrow. Right, but dude. I really appreciate you taking the time and uh, and helping me get grounded and have a good direction moving forward. Of course, man. I love it, man. I'm super glad we could connect again. So. Me too. Until next time, sir. Awesome, brother, man. I love you, dude. Love you. Peace out. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Weekly Warrior Podcast. I want to give a huge shout out to our special guest, Jared Hamilton, who's been our first guest to join us twice. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we hope you join us next week when we discover the warrior within.